Welcome to Blasty Airwaves with Blast Intermediate Unit 17. My name is Rebecca Gibbony, and I am the Coordinator of Professional Learning at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Here at Blast, we strive to transform lives and communities through educational services. For this season of Blasty Airwaves, we have a special guest co-host who is working to create and sustain pathways to employment in our region by uniting her community around common goals in STEM learning. This season's guests come from nine counties total, representing different local industries all across Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. I'd like to introduce you to Alexandra Consort-Grushinsky, STEM Services Coordinator for NEIU-19 and current lead of NEPA STEM Ecosystem. Alexandra, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be able to work with you for our celebration of STEM and industry this year. Our STEM ecosystem is holding a week-long series of free events and opportunities highlighting industry partners and the benefits they have in our five-county region. Our hope is that by listening to the wide variety of employment opportunities available in our region from folks in our community who live it every day, we can shed a light on what's possible for our young people. Alexandra, we are so excited to partner with you in this endeavor and celebrate industry and STEM. On this podcast, we will provide you with educational solutions and resources for all, no matter the learning environment. So teachers, administrators, students, caregivers, industry partners, everyone, what are you waiting for? What would happen if we started questioning? What if our students and educators got the opportunities to sit down with members of the community? What if we bridge that gap? What connections would we discover? I don't know about you, Alexandra, but it is time to blast the airwaves. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Tyler Florian, filmmaker, and Alexandra Konsor-Grushinsky, STEM Services Coordinator at NEIU 19 and current lead of NEPA STEM Ecosystem. Tyler, Alexandra, thanks so much for joining us today to discuss STEM skills used in your industry. Specifically, Tyler, we will be discussing how knowledge of different STEM skills are different in your current job position as a filmmaker. So are you guys ready to blast the airwaves? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Wonderful. So Tyler, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit more about your role in filmmaking? What's your, what do you do? So mainly I'm a production person. I'm always behind the scenes. I'll be a production assistant helping out wherever I can, either setting up cameras or setting up any from like monitors to anything the nine yards. Um, I'm also tearing down everything. I'll floor manage, which is basically making sure everything in the studio is good to go for during the shoot. Um, If anything happens, I have to alert the director or production people. Uh, I also done second, I've been an assistant second director helping out behind the scenes also right next to the director. If she has any comments or questions, I'm right there to help her out and make sure everything looks good. But mainly I've just been doing wherever I've been needed. So the whole nine yards. Awesome. It sounds like what we were just discussing before we went on air here, like doing what we need to do to help everyone out and get things done. Exactly. 
So Tyler, I'm wondering if you could um, dig a little bit into the details of some of those things that you mentioned. It was quite the list. So if you were to describe to our listeners what your typical day might look like, could you let us know what that is like? Yeah, sure. Um, So when I'm floor managing, basically I'm helping out with the talent. I'll be meeting with them, going over what we're going to be going into, hooking up mics to them, uh, basically asking if they've done this before, because then that also helps me out because they know what they're getting into. Um, Also, I have to help check out the cameras by being the body in a sense. So I have to fill in for the person that's not there yet. So I'll sit in, make sure the mics are all working. They'll check the cameras on me. And then we'll test uh, basically the audio. Um, Because we have to get there early. We usually get there around like two to three hours, sometimes even four hours before the shoot is required, just to make sure everything is all good to go. Because if something happens on air, then that's on us. (laughs) But yeah, essentially it's... It's very time consuming. It's very busy, but it's a lot of fun because it's great working with all these people and getting to do all this fun stuff. And so does, does the work that you do change? Has it changed over time? Okay. Do you do different work now than maybe you did a few years ago? Uh, when I was in college, it was very seldom harder because you're in college. So you can only do so much. I did a lot more short films than I did probably studio stuff like most students would in my field. Uh, When we would do the student films, you're limited to what you have. So we maybe have a few studio lights here and there and we didn't get the best camera, but we had to make do what we had. Whereas the students they had, or the students that would use the studios, they had like everything from the yards. But progressively, as I've gotten more into my field, I've been able to experience everything. I've had studio privileges, and then I've worked on bigger uh, short films, which we've gotten to use bigger cameras and bigger equipment. So, of course, my job has changed drastically, but in the best way possible. One of the marvels of student films is is problem solving with no budget. Yes, that is for sure. That's and, what makes that, that yeah. And I, I especially think it's amazing what, people are doing anymore like they're able to use cameras on their phones now to make these huge big productions I and mean, they're incredible yeah i still need a lot of training on that to be honest <laughs> some of these kids are even better than like well myself at making the videos on using their phones but it's insane um you bring up yeah you bring up college which is a great segue into our next question yeah. you know if if i'm a junior or a senior even a middle school student listening to this podcast and mm-hmm. i'm interested and getting into film, what was your path? What did your path look like growing up? So growing up, um, when I was in high school, me and my friends would make some zombie movies here and there. And I made some YouTube videos for fun, just to help pass the time, keep me busy. Cause I didn't know what I wanted to do at that time. I was like, do I want to be an actor or do I want to just stick to film? So I branched with the two and then I was like, well, I'll stick to film because there's always going to be something in that acting is probably not in this area is not the best so i eventually transitioned towards film and i found a lot of different possible outlets there's so much to do behind the scenes you could be a producer you could be a camera operator uh you could be a director or a writer even 
But when I was in college, it was harder because I went to two different colleges. I went to Penn State Wilkes-Barre and then I went to main campus. Penn State Wilkes-Barre didn't have a lot to offer in my field. Mm -hmm. So when I transitioned to main campus, there was so much more opportunities. I even got uh, my first big thing, though, was I saw an audition sheet for a short film and I immediately went out for it and I got the role and I was so interested in helping out behind the scenes and that helped boosted um, my friendship with other people and meeting more people in my field that would help me make more short films and then progressively get me more adjusted behind the scenes on different shoots. So I think just going out for anything you can possibly find is the best way and getting involved in as much things as you can is the best way to get involved in your field for sure. I love that advice because sometimes our, our listeners need to hear, you just have to put yourself out there. Like exactly. you might fall down, but you got to get back up and it's how you get yourself out there. So exactly. I love that advice that you give. So Tyler, how do you use STEM skills in your position, in your work? I use STEM skills by progressively utilizing, uh, basically focusing in on what I can offer to the table. When I go to a shoot, uh, what can I bring to this? What can I offer to the director? What can I offer to the camera operators? Or even advice for people that are having trouble on the shoot. Is there anything I can assist them? So I'm always throwing myself out there just being like, this is what I've done in the past and this is what I can offer to you today, basically. Great. And like, so we always ask this question, did you have any like epiphany moments that you knew this was what I wanted to do? Uh, I want to say- you Mention high school a little bit and then pivoting. I was say, probably, so. probably high school is when I, I definitely got really interested in it. When, like I said, me and my friends were making short films and I was making YouTube videos because I, I love making content. I love entertaining people. and. That's what I definitely want to do for a living. And I want to keep doing that for a living too. <laughs> and I'm always looking for new outlets. So when I started looking into work outside of uh, my education, I was definitely interested in doing this because it's the best way to entertain people. There's so many different outlets you can get involved with. There's so many different places out there in the world and every state that you can get involved with. So, and like you said, just keep putting yourself out there and you'll eventually get something. Right, right. So Tyler, thank you for, for talking to us about your journey into your current position. It's clear that you're passionate about the work that you do in all its forms. Um, one of the, the perennial arguments that students make in school is they'll look at what they're learning in school and they'll say, when are we ever going to learn this? When is this ever going to be applicable to my real life? And they're, they're struggling at that point to make the connection between what they learn in school and what the potential could be for them to use that outside of school. So I would want you to help us, if you can, put that debate to rest and, and let us know in, in your position, what are some skills that you use every day that our students learn in school? Well, for example, since I work for a public media uh, public media station, we have a lot of history talk 
and we have a lot of history shoots. So most of the stuff that I have learned about history gets involved with what we're doing there. And we go to different colleges to talk about different historical events. We just did a 9-11 uh, piece, which was really nice mm. and also very sad. But in the end, I think history is one of the biggest key points, but also uh, the engineering side of production. They utilize a lot of math and different dimensions and things. I'm not an engineer myself by trait, so I can't get involved with any of that, what they get involved with. But mainly, a lot of stuff you learn in high school helps you a lot in the outside world. And especially in your whatever field you get involved with, you will use some aspect of high school in your field. So what if it wasn't, what if this answer wasn't contained to academic subjects? What about skill sets or, or um, things that you might need to use in your everyday life that students learn in school that aren't academic subjects? Can you think of any of those that you use every day that might track? Um, I definitely say for short communication. Communication would be a key point that, and I, and it sucks to say this, but right now I think communication is the hardest thing for students because of what's going on. But communication, I think is the key because you always want to get out there, talk to people, get advice on different aspects of your career. And communication helps a lot because you're building connections with new people and then you can, they can help fall back on you and help you bring you into the field as well. So I think communication is the best and definitely the biggest. Tyler, I think it's really interesting you say that because when I think about filmmaking, the way you have to think about communication too is really unique because mm -hmm. in films, you can communicate in many ways through yes. music, through nonverbal, like all of those things as a filmmaker, you have to take into account mm -hmm. of how am I going to communicate this, mm -hmm. not even just through words. So set design, lighting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's many there's different aspects. Different. Even just a camera movement can signify so much uh, communication and bring out such an emotion in a piece. Like I've been watching Squid Game, for example, and there's so many <laughs> beautiful shots in that. And it keeps making me want to watch Parasite again, which is another beautiful uh, Korean piece. And I love that film. There's so many different aspects that you can get involved with in production that can bring about so many emotion. And, I, and it's so beautiful. And I love it. It's such an art. Tyler, can you watch a show or a movie without analyzing it? <laughs> it's funny you picked that up because <laughs> everyone that watches anything with me hates it because I have to critique everything. <laughs> From the minimalist camera sure. to acting, I I'm always overanalyzing it. It's ridiculous. Oh man, I can't because I'm thinking movie. like I'm thinking like film, television. Like that's a great way for me to escape. Like talk oh, yeah. about what I do for my my self care or whatever. Yes. Sitting on the couch and watching Netflix and binging is fantastic. But to you, it's probably like complete analysis. It overload. is. It's, it's a nightmare. Like I, I have sometimes in the background where I'm not paying attention, but when I do. It's a whole different level because I'm getting really into it and I'm picking the nitty gritty and I'm always picking every little thing apart. I'm like the writing is not that great or that camera movie was beautiful. It's just crazy. Right. The uh, it, A similar 
uh, comparison would be watching something like Grey's Anatomy with an ER doctor sitting oh, next yes. to you. <laughs> the differences in your experiences. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're like, this would never happen. Well, Tyler, it's it's been great to hear your advice, your feedback, your journey. This is my favorite part of the podcast episode. I like to usually blast with five random questions, but for this series, mm-hmm. we're actually asking you one question. Okay. Uh, can you blast us with five, you said communication, but five skills that are needed right now for your industry? Okay. So we're including the communication, right? Okay. Yeah, we can include it. That's fine. Okay. You can say it again. We can use that as number one. Okay. Communication. <laughs> Um, I would say, four more to go. This is gonna be hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd say leadership because when you get onto a set, you or any production, you want to take leadership no matter what you're in. You want to adjust yourself and make sure you have a presence and so people can approach you with things. Uh, definitely focus because you always want to be focused on what you're doing, not losing train of thought, and just be there always and be on time. Uh, resourcefulness. You want people to come back to you with things and make sure that you are able to do things and be trustworthy with everything. And let me think of another one. Leadership, communication, focus. Um, that fifth one's a tough one. Oh, it's hard. Creativity. There we go. Oh, love it. There we go. You always want to have different shots that you can go to. You want to be creative with what you're doing with set designs and how you approach different things. So there we go. That's great. And if some of our listeners are interested in learning more about becoming a filmmaker or even your place of employment, you know, if if we could add any of those resources in our footnote notes, what would you recommend? I would recommend go on to uh, YouTube or even like a Vimo and just read and mm-hmm. type in like how to edit or if you want to get into that, how to get into camera operating or just even basic set designs where they'll teach you like how to use lights and different approaches with editing techniques. There's so many different things out there and you can even look into getting an internship at different stations that are around the area. I know where I work, WVIA, we're always looking for people like internships or even positions. So there's that. Even Fox 56 is another station I work for. They're always looking too. So there's tons of opportunities and you definitely need to just keep branching out and looking out there and posting yourself out there as well. So it helps to get as much experience as you can and then put that out there so people have stuff to fall back on on you. Yeah. Wonderful. That's great advice. My number one takeaway from this episode is just put yourself out there, right? Exactly. Put yourself out there and network. And like you said too, if you get off that horse, just keep getting on it and just keep going. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Tyler, Alexandra, as always, this has been a blast. We celebrate you, Tyler, and everything that you do every day in STEM. And again, thank you for taking some time today to connect with us and our listeners It has been a pleasure and hopefully our paths cross soon. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thank you, Tyler. We would like to thank you for blasting the airwaves with us today. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review. If you want to know more, check out www.iu17.org for further resources and show notes. 
If you'd like to learn more about NEPA STEM ecosystem and the work we're doing in STEM and job pathways, please visit us at www.nepastem.org. As always, we want to thank you for what you do every single day. We'd also like to especially thank our industry partners. Remember, keep shining. We'll be back next episode to provide you another educational solution and more resources for all as we continue to transform lives and communities through educational services.